When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. The Hawks lose 2-1 to the LA Kings at Bulls Night at the United Center. I'm Jay Zawoski. That's Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi is at the United Center and will join us later in the show today. We've already got some breaking news, though, from Mario. Tyler Johnson, who did not return for the second period, is already in a walking boot. So I'm sure we'll get an update on that from uh, Kyle, da- Kyle Davidson, from Luke Richardson uh, when Mario joins us. Uh, but, yeah, some news to keep an eye on, and uh, who knows what happens to the lineup uh, when Tyler Johnson goes out because you've got a left wing spot open on the top line. I mean, we were told mm. that a certain Rockford Icehog All-Star could only come up here when there was a spot open on the top six. Well. Now there's a spot open on the top six. So sure seems like it. Let's see what we do here. I don't know. Uh, they got to call up somebody. They're going on a three-game Western road trip, so you can't go out there with no extra players. That's right. So Seems uh, like someone's coming up. We'll find out. Uh, before we get rolling with the show, make sure you like and subscribe on the YouTube page. We are very close to, what, 24,000 uh, YouTube subscribers, like within 54. 54 users. So let's try to let's try to get that number tonight. It's, I know it's a big ask because a lot of you already subscribe, but hit that subscribe button for us on the YouTube page and, of course, on the podcast app as well. Remember, we've got our CHGO Blackhawks takeover of the United Center coming up on February 10th. At the United Center, obviously. We're going to be in the Goose Island uh, Brew Pub. Walk by there today during intermission. Lively. Lots of folks in there, but we're going to have our own little roped-off section in there. That should be a great time. Go to allchgo.com to get your tickets. It is selling out quickly. Not only are you going to get a ticket to the game and a free drink at the Goose Island Brew Pub, you're also going to get our newest CHGO design, which is the CHGO hockey. It's the old-school design. Looks really cool. It's the favorite shirt that we've made uh, at this company so far for me. I've ordered several already. So make sure you jump on that deal, allchgo.com. And as always, diehards save 20% on the event, and uh, you get a free shirt or hat upon sign-up, so it starts to pay for itself right away. So go to allchgo.com for info on everything. Greg, the Hawks made this game interesting uh, towards the end. Ian Mitchell scoring his first goal of the season. Uh, but this was... About as poor of an effort as I've seen from the Hawks all year. And, yeah, they, they played last night. So did the Kings. So did the Kings. Exactly. And I just 
we meant to get to it last night, but so much was going on. We had so much to talk about that we never got around to it. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are non-factors. This is the second game in a row in which Patrick Kane failed to register a single shot on goal. It's pretty amazing uh, considering he's he's had at least a shot on goal every game this year. Yeah. Uh, he leads the team in shots with 143, and that was even missing the three games. Nobody had 100 shots on goal until this past game. Max Domi finally got to 100 shots. Max Domi shot more. He, he should have 200 shots on goal, but yeah. that's a whole other issue. I'm, I'd have to go back and look. I didn't have enough time to do it, but I'll do it either tonight when I get home or tomorrow when we have our off day. I'm willing to bet that this is the first time in Patrick Kane's career that he's gone back-to-back games with no shots on goal. I can't imagine there was another time. Maybe in his rookie year or some fluky occurrence, but I can't I can't think of, of that actually happening. A guy that is, is one of the elite players, arguably the greatest U.S.-born player to ever play the game, to go two shots... On goal, two two games in a row without a shot on goal, and it's fine. Like he had an assist last night, so you could argue, well, he's he's he was a factor, um, but I mean, he's not the difference maker he once was. No, I, I'm not saying he can't isn't going to be again, but it's concerning, and I think a lot of people are going to say that he's not a hundred percent. And at this point, it's hard to argue with that. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I mean, uh, Brian Sandalaw wrote about it today for the Tribune, uh, and Luke Richardson said that he is 100% healthy. There's no way that's true. No. I think that might be some hyperbole from Luke Richardson just saying, like, he's healthy. He is, you know, but there's no way Patrick Kane's 100%. I don't think he's been 100% for three years. However, it doesn't excuse the lack of effort. And, look, there were many times where Patrick Kane looked like the uh, dead controller meme where he was just sort of floating out there, his legs weren't moving, not engaged in the game. Uh, Jonathan Taves, same thing to a lesser extent. There was a period in the a moment in the first period where he had the chance to get you know physical with one of the Kings players to free up the puck, and he just kind of olayed it, stuck that stick out, tried to poke it away, and it eh, went the other way. Yeah, there was a play. Uh, I think it was early second period where the puck kind of trickled to the slot, and it was him and and L.A. Kings. All-star legendary defenseman Mikey Anderson. Yeah. One-on-one for a puck in the slot, and Taves just got pushed off easily. That play, that would never have happened, you know, in his prime. Mikey Anderson, I'm sure he's a fine gentleman, but Taves in his prime would have ate his lunch on that play. Instead, he's getting – he's losing a, sure, a, a, yeah. a, a one-on-one battle. And that was indicative of the whole night. They were all losing one-on-one battles if they were even getting engaged in one-on-one battles. Yeah, it was it was it was ugly. It was boring. I, I said to Greg in the press box, like four or five minutes into the game, I said, This feels weird. The crowd was out of it. Both teams were kind of feeling each other out a little bit. There was no action, there was no buzz. It was kind of a weird game it was from kind jump. Of fitting for a Bulls night because it had an NBA feel to it. No offense, I'm not bashing. Where none of this matters until the last two minutes. I'm, that too, but it's just like this is not hashtag please like my sport. I'm not bashing the NBA, but NBA games in person aren't that exciting. They're kind of like okay, you see the same thing over and over and over and over again, yeah. and then every 
10th to 12th possession, something exciting happens. That's what this game was. It was kind of, especially for the Hawks, skate it up to the blue line, get to the blue line, and then have no shot at anything because the Kings are just smothering you. I'm trying to find uh, the heat map uh, that we see all the time after games, and boy, the Hawks were a perimeter team in this game. Yeah, it was almost as if they would skate themselves out of traffic. They, it's, it's crazy to juxtapose last night's Blackhawks, who showed up against the Blues, played balls to the wall, gave it everything they had, and then they come out in this one and completely lay an egg. What are we doing here? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, this frustrates me. Again, the goal is to lose. Neither of us are upset that they lost the game. In fact, when the final horn sounded, I kind of like, whew. Yeah, it was sort of <laughs> Thank relieved. God we don't have to sit here and yell about another win. Yeah. I, I, but at the same time, how do you follow up the Blues game? With that kind of an effort. And again, I don't want to hear back-to-back. These guys are professionals. They're men in their 20s, in their 30s. They should be Kings able to handle back-to-back Nashville games. Last night. They had yeah. a longer trip to get here, and they lost last night. Maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. But, but it was... Not that the Kings were like a complete effort machine tonight, too. They but, didn't have to be. But they, Yeah, they weren't... They, they, they For a while, it was like, you know, the old... You know, when you when you got a, a younger brother and you kind of hold him by the head as he's swinging at you, you know, that's kind of like, yeah, that's what it, they were just toying with him for a while. And, and it was last night in St. Louis, the Hawks went almost 11 minutes without a shot on goal. And then when they finally got one, they scored. They went over 14 minutes without a shot on goal tonight. They only had two shots in the first period. Yeah, 15 38 was their first shot on goal. 15 38. At the, at the, 30-minute mark of the game. Yeah, and this is... Six shots on goal in half a, a professional hockey game. And and no disrespect to the LA Kings, who are a good team. There's no doubt about it. But, my God, it's not the Boston Bruins. It's not last year's avalanche. It's not... It, it was just I can't figure, bizarre. I can't figure out the Kings. I was putting together my pregame thread. I'm going through all the team stats. And the and the Kings are in third place in the, in the Pacific. They now have 58 points. They're, they're looking like they're going to be a playoff team. And I can't – like, if I just read their stats, I'd be like, how the hell does this team win? Both of their goalies are sub-900 save percentages. They're middle of the pack in the power play, bottom half in penalty kill, middle of the pack in goals for – they allow a ton of – like, how is this team – they're one of those teams that I see in the standings and I got it. I'm like, they, they must be pretty good. And then I watch them play and I'm like, what? I don't get it. How are they – so my guess is – and by the way, this was all three games of the season series between the Hawks and Kings finished with a two to one final score. So my guess is the Kings lose <coughs> seven to nothing one night, and then they win three straight games two to one. Well, you look at the Pacific Division. You've got Vegas in first with sixty points. They're a plus twenty in goal differential. Seattle fifty nine points. They're second place, plus twenty two goal differential. The Kings with fifty eight points in forty nine games are a minus eight in goal differential. Edmonton with 57 points. They're in fourth, plus 22. Like, what the hell? How do you go it from does, plus 20, plus 22, minus 8, plus 22? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, when you look at the numbers and people say numbers don't lie, the Kings' numbers are freaking lying <laughs> They us. are lying. They're, they're, when you look at all their team stats, how are they a playoff team? I, I don't it know. It boggles my mind. They are one of those anomalies that, I guess, happens every year. But it's it, – I don't – I was putting together those stats, and I was like, wait a minute, how many points does this team has? 
May, I don't know. Maybe we can go look at their strength of schedule so far or something like that. But And look, no, I, like no one, I mean, Vegas is good. Seattle's good. But when you compare the Pacific to the rest of the NHL, eh, that's probably the weakest division, I would say. I'd argue the Central is weaker than the Pacific. Because, yeah, well, because the Colorado's p- coming, though. Yeah, but you still got <laughs> two teams outside of that top three in Edmonton and Calgary who, if they get their shit yeah, together, right. are, are two Stanley Cup contenders. I picked the Flames to win the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, would not shock if me in ja- the least. If Jacob Marks, Markstrom gets it figured out, that team is going to be – no one wants to play them no, in the playoffs. No, of course not. That's a you playoff You don't look at the team. Kings and say, God, I hope I don't get them in the first round. Everybody wants to play the Kings in the first yeah, round. I, you can't – I mean, is Seattle – Seattle's good. They, they're, they're deep as hell, but seven-game playoff series with Martin Jones as your starting goaltender, I'll take my chances against that, them. Absolutely. And Vegas, Logan Thompson, been a real nice story, but he's never played in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. And who knows who's going to be hurt. Vegas, you know, Mark Stone's been in and out of the lineup with yeah. injury. Jack Eichel's hurt again. Shocking. What? Like, so, you know, the, Petrangelo can't stay healthy. They're getting old and hurt. Yeah. So, you know, I don't be surprised if it's the Flames and the Kings that are in the, the top three. And Nothing those would three me. teams are fighting for a playoff uh, wild card spot. Yeah. Uh, Lebowski5 says, hey, Greg and Jay, I know you don't, you're likely not deep diving into the SHL, but do you think Leo Carlson could max out as Kopitar? I have no idea. Yeah, I can't honestly answer that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I know he's big, and he's got some offensive talent. Uh, I don't know defensively. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I, the only Leo Carlson I've seen was in the World Juniors, so I haven't seen him uh, in an SLH game outside of uh, – you know, the highlights you see, but everybody looks like an all-star in their highlight packages on YouTube. So uh, definitely as we get closer to the draft and we know where the Hawks are picking, we'll definitely, Mario and I will definitely do some deeper dives on some of these prospects and get you some better profiles. Uh, But right. Yeah. I wish I could answer that better, but now ask me that again uh, in, in late May and I can give you a much better answer. I mentioned the heat map, and uh, our buddy Charlie Romeliotis uh, tweeted it out. Um, you could just probably just grab it from Twitter there, Stephen. I don't think we need to make a whole graphic on it because it's going to be quick. But it's probably my, not a lot of not a lot of heat. Yeah, <laughs> heat my, there it is. My my instincts were correct uh, yeah. when imagining this thing. Uh, a lot of stuff for the Hawks on the perimeter, and there's there's a little bit of heat by the net because uh, they had a couple. They, look, they only had 17 shots on goal. And a couple of them were deflections. But just look at the difference between the Kings blob <laughs> and the Hawks blob, where the Kings stuff is all towards the middle and the Hawks stuff is all very point heavy, which is very typical for the Hawks um, and a lot of stuff on the perimeter. So they just did not seem very engaged in this one. And who knows what the reason was? Um, it's just, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what Luke Richardson has to say after this one because. It was it was as bad of a game, effort wise, as we've seen all year. Like, look, the Seattle game will probably go down as the ugliest yeah, of the it season. It wasn't as bad as that one, but oh, it's only because the Kings didn't score six goals in the first period. They right. could have. They had right. some chances. Victor Arvidsson beat Peter Mrazek from way out, and, and it hit two posts and stayed. Yeah, out. the double doink. Uh, and there were there were a few <laughs> shots that that got past Mrazek, but just went wide. He was. He was good. 
you know, you only give up two goals in an NHL game. That's that's a successful night. But he was fighting it in that first and second period. He wasn't seeing it that great. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Oh, no doubt. I, I you know, it's it's. <laughs> He's an adventurer. You know, we joke about Staylock being an adventurer. But Mrazek, there's times he's just sort of stabbing at the puck, and there'll be times where shots will get past him either, like they'll get shot wide or whatever, and you'll hear the puck hit the board, and then you see Mrazek go. Like, that's the first he yeah. saw of the shot was as it's passing and ricocheting off the boards, and he's saying, oh, my God, there was a shot? Well, there was a play in the first period uh, shortly after the first goal it went to his right off the boards and it came around and it bounced out front to Anze Kopitar who quickly put a backhand and it hit the post because Mrazek was at the right post looking behind him as the puck's in front of the yeah. net. And the cage was wide open. Well, the other thing Kopitar with that is that very often. maybe cover Kopitar. Kopitar was standing right in front of the net. There wasn't a hawk within 10 feet of him. Never heard of him. I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, this was this <laughs> game was just weird, man. And I'm I'm tempted to kind of just just like Richardson did with the uh, with the Seattle game, just kind of ball this one up and throw it away because there's truly like nothing really to even break down. Like we were talking about, who's the king of the game? Who's our four stars of the game? We're kind of shrugging. Like I don't know if everybody sucks. What do you do? And what we did was, and you'll find out later in the show, we basically gave it to the guys we thought were trying the hardest. And you're going to know who those guys are because they're the same guys every game. But what the top six of this roster needs to realize is the bottom six can't carry you. They're nor, good nor to come should through. They, ever they have shouldn't to. have to. They're the ones who should be out there checking, you know, killing penalties, doing all those things. Instead, it's Dickinson, it's Lafferty, it's Reese Johnson, it's those kind of guys, Colin Blackwell, who are balling out, playing as hard as they can while your top six is just coasting, that can't be the norm. It can't be. And and Luke Richardson talks a lot about culture. And more, you know, more often than not, we've praised the culture and praised the you know the fact that he's kept this team engaged. And I still believe that. But now and again, there's a game like this, and and as we talk about getting back to Kane and Taze because they're the two highest paid players on the team. They're the two highest profile guys on the team and they should be held to that standard i know they did great things seven years ago right but at some point we've got to start analyzing these guys as the ten and a half million dollar players they are and they've both played like ass lately and there's no sugarcoating it and if they're checked out and they don't want to be here they shouldn't wait till mid-february to let kyle davidson know that and that's the news we got today from Jeff Merrick, and, and then he was also on the pregame Kyle show Davis, today, yeah. saying, yeah, we're going to talk in mid-February. I don't need to see three, four more weeks of this. I, I can tell by watching the Blackhawks over the last two games and, frankly, the last decent stretch that neither of those guys are too invested right now. And we talk about beyond this year, right? Even if they decide to stay, I think we talked about this earlier this week. If they come to Richardson and or Dave, I've done that twice now. If they come to Davidson and say we want to come back, to me, it's thanks but no thanks, because from what you've seen from these guys over the last little stretch here, I it's it's I, I don't want to look. I'm trying not to make this uh, an overreaction, and I'm I'm trying to like calm myself, but I really believe that 
more of that is is borderline toxic. You don't need that attitude in the locker room. And if they think right. they're just going to play out the end of their careers here and, and it's going to be a farewell tour for two more years or whatever. I have no thanks. That doesn't help this team I, take the next step. And I think Kyle Davidson doesn't want anything to do with that either. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago that, like, uh, you know, is it time to move on from the Taves and Kane era? Is it time to just let it go and let the past be the past? I'm ready. With I was ready when we asked that question with every passing game. I'm just like, let's do it. It's If we're going to do it, tear it down, tear it all the way down. Those were amazing years. Yep. That was the best time to be a Blackhawks fan ever. We're going to look back at those years as the golden age of Blackhawks hockey, but it's over. Yeah. It, is, it is over. It's been over. It's time to try something new and move on and try and find the next Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. The next guys to be the marquee guys to lead us back to those golden years. And it just, even if they say, I'll come back for, you know, a, a discounted deal, no. I, I'm not interested at this point. Not and I'm not trying to, I'm not ragging on them. I'm not saying those guys suck. They're the two most important players in franchise history, or at least the last 50 years. Uh, the, they're the reason we're sitting here today. Absolutely. So I'm yes. not I'm not trying to tear down their legacies. Their legacies will last forever, but it's time to move on. Region Rev says they probably got defeated with two missed penalty calls. That's not an excuse. No, that wouldn't it, have, it, that it, wouldn't have made a difference to them in 2015, 2013. No, a lot of there were a lot of those games in the playoffs where the Hawks got a bad call against them and they killed the penalty and then they scored right. Yeah, at, like, use it as a motivator. Good teams don't let bad calls affect them yeah that was the 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 king's first goal was scored seconds after a blatant tyler johnson tripping call that the ref looked right at yeah and didn't call that was the second time in as many shifts johnson he took a took a hook right to yeah, the yeah, right, right to the johnson uh <laughs> and the ref was staring right at it. it happened right in front of us and um you know it it's it's disheartening. I don't know. That's too strong of a word. It's frustrating to see, you know, an effort like this when you've seen this team battle their ass off a lot this year. Yeah. And sure. Again, second to back to back. Yada yada yada. Whatever. It's garbage. Like yeah. play your, your professionals. Play hard. It just wasn't there tonight, and you could tell from three shifts into the game. It was like, yep, gonna be one of those nights. Yeah. Uh, I had a comment up up above from uh, No Roy Just Rage. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. There it is. Uh, talking about the meeting with Kyle Davidson and, and Taves and Kane's agent, Pat Brisson. He said, I thought they were going to discuss this in January. Like, seriously, what's the holdup? Davidson needs to draw the line. And see, that's the thing. And I, I agree that both these guys deserve some level of respect and some level of, hey, when you're ready... You let us know, and we'll figure it out. But at some point here, tr teams are going to start making trades. You know, teams are going to start looking to load up for the playoffs. They're going to start jumping the gun. I know they need to kind of wait for the market to be set, and Kane and Taze are not going to set the market. That would right. be that'd be foolish unless some team's like, hey, we're going to just blow your doors off and change your franchise with a trade offer. Fine. But at some point here, I think Kyle Davidson is within his rights to say, all right, wait a minute. We've been waiting all year. We've been respectful. 
but I sort of feel like I'm being walked on here. And there's other GMs in this sport that would say, screw you, tell us now, right? And again, yes, these two guys have earned that. Despite how they're playing lately, they have earned the right with three championships and all don't have to go through all the things that they've won as players. Everyone knows, and they've earned that right. But at some point, you're hurting the team by not letting them know what you're doing. Because guess what? It's not just Taves and Kane thinking about that and Davidson. It's everybody in that locker room. They can pretend all they want. But everybody knows that's the top story. Everybody wants to know what they're doing. Pretty soon, everyone's going to start getting asked about it. I think everybody from Taves and Kane to Kyle Davidson to Luke Richardson to everybody in that locker room to everyone that covers his team to every fan that watches his team just wants the closure. Like let's let's make the decision uh, right now. You know, it's it's time to like give us a closure. Uh, and, and you know, I, you know, does Davidson want to move this quickly? Who knows? I mean, even if they both say we want to get traded, chances are it's still not going to happen until close to the deadline anyway. But at least know what we got coming. Uh, and we had a decent question from Nate earlier about uh, when we were talking about the actual game I wanted to address about uh, Luke Richardson's offensive system. Do you think it will value net front pressure and dump and chase when the next set of players are in place? I think it depends on who those next set of players are. Luke Richardson is smart enough to know that he needs to fit his system around his players and not force his players into a certain system. So if his roster has players that can get to the front of that and work hard on a four check. Absolutely. That'll be a system. But if he doesn't have that type of, of team, you know, he'll, he'll adjust accordingly. And I, but I, I think you probably will based on some of the types of players that Davidson drafted last year. Yeah. You know, Frank Nazar is a guy that's not a play, afraid to play between the dots. Ryan green, uh, some of the, some of the other forwards, Lidwinski, those are all guys that can do that sort of thing. You know, uh, you know, you look at uh, Landon Slager, is definitely a guy that is a between-the-dots type yeah. of player. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, I think Richardson would like to play that more style of hockey. That's that's the type of hockey he, you know, was was worked when he played. But it's going to depend on the roster. Yeah, and I, there's no indication that he's going to kind of square peg round hole no. things down the road. But he's sort of forced to play this style of hockey because it's what his roster is. Yeah. You know, even like when you look at the, aside from Kane, the air quotes, skilled players on this team, Taves, Radish, Kurashev, Domi, they're all kind of grittier type forwards than, you know, than back in the day where you could kind of dipsy doodle through everybody. They're not built that way. And it sounds like when you hear from Davidson and hear from Richardson, they're looking at teams like Colorado, Calgary, Winnipeg as like the inspiration for the roster design of big, strong, and fast. Um, maybe not in that particular order, but that's kind of the way the league is going again. It took a little back to the finesse era a little bit. I would say during the during the Hawks Cup run, truthfully, and over the last three four years, you've seen the physical 
element of the game kind of come back into play. You've seen some more power forwards joining the yeah. league. Yeah. And it's starting to swing that way. It's, look, it's not going to get back to the 90s with Eric Lindros and Scott no, Stevens. No, but I think, I think game, the Blues but, run in 2019 made the rest of the league go, we got to get well, big yeah. and heavy again. Well, that's, yes. And just like every other sport, it's a copycat league. Right. And when you see success from, ooh, look at that. They're big and they won. Well, that must be the way to do it. Right. Yeah. But even look at, you know, Tampa, who's got a, a, a lot of skill, obviously. But they've got, like, Nikita Kucherov is a big dude. Uh, Braden Point. They bring in Brandon Hagel. Like that's a team that they play playoff style hockey, yeah, and they play it as well as anybody. They can they can play the run and gun, or they can play the grindy yeah. two to one game. And so can the Colorado Avalanche. Yep, Colorado Avalanche would prefer to go out and skate you right out of the building, but as we saw in that Stanley Cup final, they can grind out those two to one, you know, yeah. greasy games too. Yep, no doubt. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see as this team develops and as Davison gets a couple more drafts under his belt uh if he sort of sticks with that style or what but because nate brings a good point you need both to be a contender that's absolutely yeah. true you gotta have the stars but you gotta have the depth yeah right absolutely so you gotta have more scoring than just your superstars yes that's true and you have to be able to stop the other team from scoring but it would be team. nice currently to have not just your depth scoring <laughs> right, which is very what's happening with it. the Hawks right now. The, yeah, it's it's been. Uh, well, hey, at least the tank is back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Ken says I don't think Kane and Taves owe a decision to Davidson until they're ready. They've earned the no movement clause, and it's their contractual right, and they certainly don't owe it to the fans. I, I don't know. I, I could see where you're coming from with that, but we heard January. Then we heard late January. Now it's mid-February. It's like, come on. Yeah, at some point, just knock on the door and say, hey, can we have that chat? And maybe he keeps putting us out there so he could be like, hey. So maybe they were like, okay, fine. Let's sit down and talk. Well, here's another thing, too. It would be one thing also if both those guys were out playing great. They're not invested. They're not playing hard. Right, if you were seeing the normal Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves out there, then you're like, cool. If this is how they're going to be, we'll keep it going through the season, whatever. But it just, my God, it's been two passengers for the Hawks here lately. And look, it's not the two guys you need to be being no. passengers. And I think there is some truth to Kane is not 100%, not by a long shot. Jonathan Taves. I believe is still dealing with some of the fatigue things he's dealing with. So it's understandable that he's not going to have it every night, right? Especially at, what is he? 34, 35, whatever he is. Like as your career winds down, you can't find that every game anymore. And it's understandable. Um, but man, you just, you'd like to see a little bit more uh, on a more regular basis from those guys. Cause I feel like more often than not, we're talking about them being non-factors and factors. All right, Mario is standing by at the United Center, but we want to let everybody know about our new partnership with Goose Island Beer. You see the, the lovely Goose Island here on set. We've got the 312. That's my favorite. The Blackhawks Pale Ale. Uh, the Bulls uh, beer is out. The Bulls City 312. That's a limited release, just like the Hawks Pale Ale. They're all so good. I, 312 is my go-to Goose Island beer. I absolutely love it. It is like the easiest drinking thing ever and it's so cool to be affiliated with our friends at goose island and they're going to be a huge part 
of our takeover February 10th at the United Center. Remember, allchgo.com to get your tickets there, and they are going quickly, so make sure you jump on that deal. There are two locations. Goose Island's two local locations are open and ready for you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton, or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House, 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company and CHGO, a match made in heaven. And I forgot to grab my beer, so why don't you tell them about DraftKings, and I'm going to go uh, get my 3 one too. All right, you go do that. All right. uh, yes, very happy to have Goose Island on board. That, that tap room is is gorgeous. Uh, I need to talk to somebody over there to, to uh, get that NA product out there. I'm your guy. I will be your taste tester and your spokesperson. But I'm here to tell you about DraftKings. There are our... Big sponsor and friends for your all your sports betting needs. The NFL playoffs are hot and heavy right now. We had some great divisional round action this weekend, and we're one step close to Super Bowl 57. 57. Wow. Championship Sunday. That's my favorite weekend of NFL football. I love the two championship games better than Super Bowl Sunday. And check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL for all your betting needs on those two big games next week, it's coming down to Kansas City and Cincinnati and Philadelphia and San Francisco. The Cowboys lost. That's a shame. Oh, no. I know. That's too bad. Um, so, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets. How fast? Instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. That's what we use for our play of the week. Didn't go so well. Thanks, Josh Allen. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg as you and add up to 100%. So we got some two big games coming up next week. We'll be keeping our eye on that. I'm personally hoping for a Pat Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts Super Bowl because that would be a lot of fun to watch. Yes. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on an NFL championship round game and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. The 312s are gone, so I grabbed a hazy beer hug. That is a tasty beverage, my friends. Did they put some of the gummy bears from the press box in there? <laughs> they should. <laughs> that would be good. All right, let's go out to the United Center and bring in the bearded one himself. He is resplendent in the HD camera. It's Mario Chiribasi. Well, why did this game suck? Your thoughts? <laughs> well, first off, we all have beards, so. Yeah, but yours is, you the, yours is by the far best the best. Oh, you got the Jujar right. Kara where you shave at 10 a.m. fully and it's back by 5 o'clock? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what can I say? Um, yeah, I mean, this, this was a game where uh, Connor Murphy and Luke Richardson both said that there was just a, a, a lack of energy that uh, the team couldn't uh, couldn't bring to the table tonight and both said it's no excuse because the kings were also on the second game of of back-to-backs they were in nashville last night and looked like this this was a a similar script to what we saw uh, against the blues last night where the blackhawks took half or three quarters of the first period to get their offense generated to actually get their first shot on goal and unlike last night, where Jordan Bennington was filling his diaper, uh, Phoenix Copley was <laughs> was competent enough to uh, make a couple saves in the first period and 
Uh, basically, the, the, the Kings uh, were able to be more effective with their, with their puck possession, uh, capitalize on their chances, and the Blackhawks really couldn't, couldn't mount anything consistently offensively until the final two and a half minutes of the game. And by then, it was too little too late. So it's just a game where you have two tired teams coming in uh, on, on night two of back-to-back games, and the talent level of the Kings is, is just that much better than the talent level of the Blackhawks, even though this is a team that's been playing with a lot of confidence, having won uh, six of their last seven coming into into tonight. Um, yeah, I think it's just it's it, we've, we talk a lot this season about the talent gap. When you get to situations like this where each team is on a – on a level playing field of tiredness from their scheduling, uh, the, the 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 talent gap is what's going to be the difference. So, Blackhawks weren't uh, weren't able to muster up the uh, the effort needed tonight, and uh, Kings were just Kings are just a better team. It just looked like two completely different teams uh, from last night to tonight. And again, you you mentioned it back to back games. It's understandable, but ugh, this one this was one of the harder games to watch. All season, uh, Mario, you tweeted out um, Tyler Johnson and a walking boot. Any uh, update on that? Did he re-injure something? Do we know? That's what uh, Luke Richardson was saying after the game. Um, they're going to get more information on it, obviously, tonight into tomorrow. But as far as he understands, it's a re-aggravation of the ankle injury that's kind of been hampering him this season that's kept him out for longer stretches of time. Um, he said that he wasn't sh- – uh, Richardson said he wasn't sure – if it was on the play that uh, that was the Kings' first goal, that should have been a trip. Uh, that was Tyler Johnson. That that was the uh, uh, the guy who was tripped on the play, but it uh, the, the penalty wasn't called. Um, but he said even last night that Johnson was 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 playing through a bit of pain and discomfort in in the ankle. So um, in the second period of tonight's game, uh, Johnson w- was was basically benched for health reasons. To, uh, to make sure that whatever he was dealing with wasn't going to get any worse throughout the rest of the game. And uh, uh, Richardson basically saying it's unlikely. It's not confirmed yet, but according to his words, it is unlikely uh, that Tyler Johnson is going to be going on the, uh, the upcoming road trip with the team. So tough break for him because, you know, he was he was coming into the lineup and making a big of, uh, a bit of a difference. And, and look, any time that Tyler Johnson has been consistently healthy in his Blackhawks tenure, he's been good. He's been yeah. effective. And it's just coming off of injuries. He takes time to get that get that level back, but he ev- he always eventually gets to it. But then it just seems like he's always eventually again hurt. So it's just it's just a rough stretch for him. I feel bad for him, uh, but it's also rough for the Blackhawks to get anything going because of the the how often he's dealing with something. So tough break. Um, we'll see if there's any. Uh, We'll see if there's any corresponding roster moves because of it. I know the, the Blackhawks have a couple players who are uh, still coming back from injuries. I know Jujar Kara is still, still out, but um, we'll see what happens. It's a, uh, it's a player in the top six that is uh, not going to be on the road trip, so I, I speculate if a uh, player who can play in the top six will be brought up for a, uh, a road trip here. Yeah, we pretty much said the same thing to start the show when uh, you, you gave us the info that Johnson was in a walking boot. Seems like we know who should be coming up. They need to call somebody up, regardless if it's Lucas Reichel or not. You're playing three games out Western Canada. You can't go out there with just 12 forwards. you got to have somebody there. 
And if you if you're seriously going to replace Tyler Johnson with Boris Kachuk, ugh. oh god, yeah. I forgot he existed. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> yeah. He he. Unless you call someone up from Rockford, he's the guy that's jumping in the lineup. Call somebody up from Rockford. Call somebody up from Indy. Like I don't, like <laughs> I am done with the Boris Kachuk thing. Like no thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we saw uh, a fantasy who moved up to the uh, the, the Domi and Kane line in, in Johnson's replacement. But yeah, I don't think you're Luke Richardson really uh, before the game was was heaping some praise on that third line of Dickinson, Lafferty, and and a fantasy. So I'd 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 be uh, skeptical if he wants to to break that up. So um, yeah, I, look, I, I think Reichel is going to probably come back up and uh, and and play this road trip. Um, They've already broken the once he's here, he's here uh, moniker. So why not bring him up for for a couple games, a couple road games, and see see what see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, just some other options. Uh, people mentioned Cole Gutman in the chat, um, but Reichel just makes so much. I mean, he came yeah. here, he performed. Like at some point, you have to at least pretend you're not trying to lose every game. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Winning six out of seven though may, might make him think, "Hey, let's get us some Josiah Slavin." Yeah, I, J- Jamie I, says, "Bring back Boris. Slow down this Hawks train." Uh, that, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I, I truly forgot. Like I was thinking, like, "Oh, who can jump in?" Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, well, he's easy. Move Caleb Jones to left wing again. Good old Boris. Oh, man, uh, who who was in the uh, the locker room? Uh, after after tonight's game, I imagine it wasn't a very uh, busy crowd tonight. No, it was only Connor Murphy and Ian Mitchell. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, Murphy uh, kind of just reiterated the the lack of energy, uh, not being able to, to to get the game started on uh, on, on the right foot. And um, you know, it's it's he, he Phil Thompson pointed out you know you know about the first shot on on goal coming 10 minutes into the game uh, last night and then 15 minutes into the game tonight. And, and Murphy was just like, well, I didn't even know it was, you know, I, he wasn't even aware that it, that it, it was, it took that long, but yeah, I, it's, it was, he was just saying that they, they weren't able to, uh, uh, to get things going. Uh, they weren't able to get, you know, clean possession. They weren't able to, and then when they had it, they weren't able to do anything consistently well when they did have possession. So it was just a lot of chasing the game. Uh, tonight, chasing the Kings uh, as as they dominated possession, and 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 the Blackhawks just weren't able to uh, uh, muster up too much offense until later in the game. And uh, Ian Mitchell was was you know happy about his uh, uh, first goal of the season. Why wouldn't you be? But uh, you know he, he he spoke about you know being in and out of the lineup and and how that that's impacted him this this season. You know, NHL players want to play NHL games. And so he, he says, like, I, he, he wants to be in the lineup and, and he knows that it's, it's, it's difficult to, to stay in the NHL and how sometimes, you know, with the back and forth, it can happen where in your mind you start thinking any mistake uh, will, will, will get you scratched the next night. And um, it seems like that maybe isn't as blatant of the case with Luke Richardson because we've seen Ian Mitchell have a good game and then get scratched. We've seen Isaac Phillips have a good game and then get scratched. So, I don't know. I, I it's I, I totally agree with with the sentiment of these young players need some consistent games to build confidence. And you know, with Mitchell getting the goal, uh, might have maybe saved him a game because this was not one of his best games uh, that he's ever played either this season or 
uh, in the NHL. Uh, if you go by our friends with the blue lines, Ian Mitchell was the worst. He had the worst blue line tonight. So, uh, you know, there was a reason that he was he was missing shifts, as, as you guys were pointing out during the game. He was missing shifts in the second period. He was getting skipped and in the second period, yeah. Rightly so. He, he had a rough one. He was one. not good. Yeah, so the, the goal might have maybe saved him a – a game or two of, of leeway, but yeah, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's good for him to get that goal. Uh, good for his confidence. And Luke Richardson said, to, said the same thing, you know, getting the goal can maybe give him some confidence and, and, and play with a little bit more confidence the next time he's in. But um, it just seems like it's, it's not guaranteed the next time he's going to be in. Um, I, again, I, I, I don't see why Ian Mitchell and Isaac Phillips can't play in the same lineup. I, I don't think they're the same person. Uh, and, and, you know, just wearing a mask or anything like that. You know, it's not Superman and Clark Kent. You don't see him in the same spot uh, at the same time. These guys can play in the same lineup. They did it in Rockford. I, I don't see why that that can't be uh, 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 that can't be done. Everybody's asking for it. Everybody's wondering the same thing. I get that. Every time I tweet out the lineups and, and I say Isaac Phillips is in and Ian Mitchell is out or Ian Mitchell is out and Isaac Phillips is in, I get... Ten people immediately saying, why doesn't Luke Richardson play them at the same time? I don't have that answer. Yeah. I don't have that answer. I, I wonder that myself. And, look, we've talked a lot about um, that particular thing and saying, well, let's sit Caleb Jones. I, look, over the last little stretch, Caleb Jones is one of the Hawks has actually been pretty pretty good. Making plays, playing hard. Today uh, he played 18 minutes on a dot, uh, had a shot on goal, three more shots. Uh, I'm sorry, uh one shot attempt, three more missed shots, uh, a hit, and uh, two takeaways and a block shot. He's out there moving the puck. He's a decent skater. He's got some offense to his game. I get keeping him in, but Jack Johnson, I get that he's a veteran, and I get that he's a good presence, and I'm sure he's doing a lot of little things that are helping the team. But, man, 1935 of ice time, you saw him several times in this game, and not just his fault to be clear, but getting pinned for, you know, long, like minute and a half, two minute shifts. I, I don't know why he is obligated to play 82 games this year. I just don't understand that. Let's just see what it looks like with Mitchell and Phillips in the game. Just one time. Let's just see it. Right? Like what's the worst that can happen? You lose. It's happened quite a few times this year. If you haven't been keeping track, you know, it's not like you're chasing a playoff spot. I, I don't know. I just it's it's very strange and I know he puts Phillips in there against more physical teams and Mitchell in there against more finesse teams or whatever you want to say. Guess what? They can both do it. They made a really good pairing in Rockford. They they're kinda like that, you know, uh ideal pairing you want. Uh, a guy that can, you know, move the puck up and have a little offensive ability in Mitchell. And you have your bigger, more defensively-minded guy in Phillips who also can move the puck up and, and score a goal every once in a yeah. while, as we've seen. So, yeah, I agree. Like, let Jack Johnson have a night off. Give them one game together and see what happens. If they're bad, then never do it again. But at least we could don't have, won't have to ask anymore, why won't you do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's, – there's like these guys said, there's nothing to lose uh, besides a game. So – why not try it? I, I, I get trying to continuously have these these in and out roster uh, lineup movements um, kind of be like tryouts each each time they're they're out there. But look, like 
can't can't we can't we say with a little bit of definity what Ian Mitchell kind of is and that he's you know he 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 should be in the lineup a little bit more. I think what we've seen from Isaac Isaac Phillips uh, this season gives us a better idea of what he actually is. And and yeah, I, I would say that you know it's it's enough to to consistently be in the lineup. Caleb Jones, for as much as we've you know harped on him uh, this season, he's been a little bit better recently, but. By no means do I I see his future longer in Chicago than I do for either of uh, Phillips or Mitchell. So why not? You know why why is why is it so much tied to him? Same for Jack Johnson. Like I I, I agree. There's really nothing wrong with sitting one of those guys so that both Ian Mitchell and, and Isaac Phillips can can play in the lineup. Yeah, maybe play together in the same pair. See how they how they play off of each other. Um, but it's just, you know, I, I don't know if we'll, we'll get that opportunity uh, before March 3rd. If they're both still on the, the team after March 3rd, because I know there might be some questions about, you know, Mitchell and what his future is. If they're both still on the team after March 3rd, there's no reason that they both shouldn't be in the lineup uh, moving forward because I think there will be probably one, maybe two lineup spots open in the, on the blue line. And our guy Jamie brings up a good point that uh, Tornorti is probably going to be back, I would think, after the bye week. He's not going to go on the road trip here, I don't think. Uh, so, you know, you're talking once the All-Star break is over and the Hawks are back at the United Center again on, on February 7th uh, against the Ducks, you could have Tornorti. And you know, by the way, that Luke Richardson heaps praise on, on Jared Tornorti, that as soon as he's good to go, he's going to be in the lineup. So... Yeah, this road trip might be the best chance to, to give us a shot at that. Yep. All right, let's get to the four stars of the game, but just want to remind everybody first, uh, after this home game, if Kane and Taves are indeed traded at the trade deadline, they only have five remaining home games as Blackhawks. They only have 14 games left at home, period, this season. Our good friend Bruce Miles uh, was told us that earlier uh, before the game started. At 14 <laughs> games left. Thank you, baby Jesus. It's it's this season is flying by. It, like it, it sometimes it feels like it's dragging, but we're already past it's the halfway by. point. It's flying by. Yeah. And what was that before? Or after uh, Bruce sawed his right ear off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the chatty press uh, box today. Uh, All right, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. All right, the third star of the game for the LA Kings, Phoenix Copley. I'm not calling him Phoenix because he spelled his name wrong. P-H-E-O-N-I-X. He stopped uh, 19 of 20. Can we call him P-H-N-X Copley? <laughs> P-H-N-X Copley, <laughs> exactly. Stopping, uh, what is it, 18 of 19? Yeah, 18 of 19 shots on goal uh, in this one. Am I reading this correctly? I am a stupid. Yes, 18 of 19 saves for him. Number two star, Kevin Fiala. Uh, who had a, a very solid game here. Two assists plus two, three shots on goal, another missed shot, a uh, giveaway. What a bum. And the number one star of the game, world-famous Jarrett Anderson Dolan. Future Hall of Famer. <laughs> two Jared goals Dolan. plus two, 15-14, five shots on goal, and two hits. Nice game for Jarrett Anderson Dolan. He was the number one star of the game. My four-star of the game, if I recall correctly, was Reese Johnson, because that was a dude trying. Congratulations for trying 
9-10 of ice time for Reese Johnson. Uh, took a roughing penalty, offsetting roughing penalties. He was trying to get shit going for the Blackhawks when he was watching the game from the bench saying, well, this sucks. I'm going to go hit somebody. So he did it, and I appreciate it. Uh, shot on goal, four hits, and won 50% of his two face-offs. So there you go. Reese Johnson gets my fourth start of the game. Yeah, I feel like we're like Bart Simpson with that cake. At least you tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from from the meme you see all the time. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, my fourth star is going to go to Max Domi again because the effort was there. Domi was one of the few uh, noticeable guys in the offensive zone. Yep. He led the team in shots with four. He had seven shot attempts, again, the most on the team. So, you know, for a guy that we always say needs to shoot more, he was definitely trying to tonight. Uh, so, and he, and he had an assist on the, uh, the lone goal tonight. So, Max Domi, and he was a little feisty there. There was one play, uh, I believe it was in the second period, uh, he, he was trying to stir a little something up in front of the net after a whistle. So, you know, yeah, you tried hard. That's all you had to do tonight. Yeah. The stone doesn't fall far from the rockhead. Is that <laughs> what we can say when it comes to the Domies? <laughs> Sure. I'm not going to say because I don't want to get punched by either one of them. <laughs> you know what? Getting punched by, Mac, by Ty Domi Max. Would, be a, would be a badge of honor. You guys you guys can discuss. We should get him in here. I would love to. He's we, everywhere. He'll we, bring Ric Flair with him. Yeah. We can, we can, we can discuss. Uh, we can have Max in here and, and chat hockey over a nice cold bio steel. Yeah. He loves that. I'm sure stuff. he'd love that. <laughs> Shut up, guys. You're going to get him in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're just you know, we're just we're just uh, we're just spitballing here. Uh, yeah, my uh, my fourth star of the night tonight was uh, I believe I went with Ian Mitchell. Did I? Did you oh. change it late? I think Colin you changed Blackwell. it late. Might have changed it late. Anyway, Colin Blackwell. Um, sure, Colin Blackwell. Cool. Yeah, uh, Colin Blackwell. Good job. <laughs> My bad, Mario. That sums that. it up, my friend. <laughs> again, again with the uh, you know the he he he's out there, giving it his all. Uh, almost almost dumped himself into the King's bench on a, on on trying to hit somebody, but of course he missed. So you know he he really just gave it his all. So we're we're giving out participation uh, ribbons tonight. He he gets one too. Yeah, we'll, my, we'll give an honorable mention on the four star to Ian Mitchell for his goal. Yeah, there you go. Ian, Ian Mitchell. Yeah. He, he, he responded from the second period with a good third period, got the goal, brought some energy to the, uh, brought some energy to the team, energy to the United Center uh, to, to get this game interesting in the final uh, two minutes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we, we talked to, uh, about it earlier. I, I, he's, I think he, he should be in the lineup a little bit more. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how, uh, how, how the chips fall with, with, with him as the, uh, as the trade deadline approaches and, where this roster will be by or after March 3rd. This is uh, very reminiscent. My buddy Matt Spiegel from the score used to talk about the nonplement. When you would go see your friend's band and they weren't very good, you just kind of just throw out plot. It's like, man, you were up there and there were sounds coming out of your guitar and you were singing and there was dancing going on. And man, you were playing music. I liked your shirt. <laughs> it's just like boy Colin Blackwell you were out there and you had skates on and everything there was a stick and you were skating and trying to shoot man was you were playing your, hockey your helmet was shiny you were on stage whoa yeah, yeah. that's it man you were there up you there go. doing your thing yep yeah. that, that's how you do it the compliment 
So there you go. All right, Mario, uh, thanks for jumping on, man. Safe travels, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. All right, see you guys then. All right, that thanks, is Mario, Mario Tirabasi. And before we hit up another break, it is time for our DraftKings King of the Game. And, yeah, we actually had one. Uh, not his finest game, but, hey, uh, the stat sheets, what counts, uh, Peter Mrazek, uh, gave up two goals, made 25 saves, a 926 save percentage. Had some puck luck, uh, some goal posts, and some sh- uh, hey. shots that went wide, but uh, he also made some pretty nice saves in this one. So Listen, since that disaster in Seattle, he's been very good his last yeah, two games. It's been better, can't, no doubt. Can't, you know, hey, maybe he's driving up his trade value. Who knows? He might be. He's got um, another year, though. I, I don't, don't think so, that. though. <laughs> <laughs> That's wishful thinking. Well, hey. Boy, you were on the show, and you were making suggestions, and, man, they were <laughs> the they edible, were hockey thoughts. The edible just kicked in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about Pins and Aces, and I'll, uh, I'll get comment up in the queue. All right. Pins and Aces. It's too cold for golf now, but soon we'll be golfing. You can head on the links with your favorite Chicago Blackhawks player around the second weekend of April. Uh, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO, and we love our Pins and Aces gear. And you're going to get a ton of compliments on and off the course once you encase yourself in some Pins and Aces. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and they even have the innovative product, their favorite, the beer sleeve that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and they keep them cold throughout the entire round now you don't need that kind of help these days but come (laughs) august that seven beers through 18 holes is going to come in real handy so check them out pinsandaces.com use the promo code chgo at checkout and you're going to receive 15 percent off your fort First order, and you will pay absolutely nothing for shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Yeah, I can afford nothing. That's great. Love Not much it. more than that, but I can do that, yes. Uh, while you're saving money, you, there's more ways to do it, and ComEd's going to tell you how with their energy efficiency program that's committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into... The future. Comet offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. They can learn more about network lighting to operate their lights through their mobile device and track their facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, contact them at 855-433-2700. For more info, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. We've got our tank standings coming up, and we've got some good news on the scoreboard, Arizona is up 4-1 on the Vegas Golden Knights with two and a half minutes left to go. We're going to call that a win. We're going to hand that win to the Coyotes. So let's update the Tank standings. Uh, yeah, I, that, I like that for two reasons, because yay Tank and yay Vegas losing. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm with you. All right, so the Blackhawks still currently third in the tank standings with 32 points, 
and 44 games. Columbus and Anaheim ahead of them, 30 points for Columbus, 31 for Anaheim. The Coyotes now 35 points in 47 games, and the Sharks with 37 points in 48 games. So there you have it there. uh, The the one thing to to really focus on in that is the games column. The Blackhawks have the fewest amount of games played out of all those teams, and their bye week is coming up. Yeah. They're going to have about five or six games in hand on all these teams down the stretch. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, unless they win them. (laughs) Then that would be A lot of those games are coming after March 3rd. That's true. (laughs) Yes, that's true. It's going to be okay, folks. Yeah, it'll be all right. We're going to look back at this around first week of April and go, remember when we were all worried about the tank not working? I hope you're right. Remember when Mackenzie Entwistle was on the second power play unit? Mm. Good times. Yes. All right, we've got 71 likes. Let's get to 75 for a second spin. No big request there. All right. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, too, because we're very close to our goal of 24K. How many uh, subscribers? Oh, there's another one. Hey, look at that. Right as we were talking about it. Beautiful. 51. We're Ian Mitchell subscribers away for 24,000. Pretty cool that we were just hit 23 a month ago, less than a month ago, and we're already up to almost 24. That's great stuff. No doubt. We appreciate all those subscriptions. Uh, should, I, should I tell them about the game times while they yeah, uh, while we, the, while we accumulate wait for those, some likes those here? Likes? Yeah, go yes. for it. As we mentioned, there are only five more home games left possibly in the Blackhawk careers of Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. So if you want to go to one of those games, make sure you check out our friend at Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you thought you never could? The 200 level is really nice. Shout out to our pal Nolan that we got to meet earlier today. Yeah. Safe travels back to Cincinnati. Jay's biggest, youngest fan ever. He really is. Uh, so, yes. Great. And we met Rick at the game, too. Yes, we did. Hey, yeah, He's like, Rick. hey, CHGO guys. We're like, hey. Yeah, we're no, awkward in person. Awesome. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Caught us off guard, Rick, who sort of kind of looks like Reese Johnson. But a great meeting you guys as well. Like so anyway, use game time and you can sit wherever the heck you want at the United Center for, for a Blackhawks game. And you're going to get the biggest last minute price drops anywhere on the Internet. You won't find a better deal on Blackhawks tickets this season Game time's created by the fans. For the fans, guarantees the lowest price. If you find one of those other imitation sites with a lower price, let Game Time know. They'll match it. And if you love CHGO, you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is buying your tickets through the links in the podcast descriptions right here on the YouTube page or wherever you're listening to us. You'll find it in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats for all your favorite events. Speaking of that, if you do think Kane and Taser are going to get traded, the last home game for them, if it happens, would be March 2nd against the Dallas Stars. Currently on game time, those tickets are $16. I got so, a weird feeling they might be, if they're still on this team, they're going to be a healthy scratch that night. Well, you never know. <laughs> but get but those tickets anyway. Buy them before people realize the significance of that date. Because yeah. if they play, and you might not even know, it could be your chance to give them the send-off they deserve. Yep. So I would make a point to try to be there at that game March 2nd, 16 bucks currently on game time. So jump in deal. and do that. And Mike says he bought his tickets from game time to watch the Hawks in Edmonton. That's awesome. Hey, Thank you. Say hello to Connor McDavid for us. Yeah, and make sure you get in the habit of using that link in our description. Not only for hockey tickets, tickets, wherever Anything. you want. You want to go to a concert, yeah. use game time. All right, let's spin the uh, let's spin the tankathon wheel. We reached our goal of seventy five. Thank you. So we get two spins. 
Here we All go. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Eh, Anaheim, Columbus, Chicago, Arizona, San Jose. Anything eh, even changed? Not the, the, the worst uh, scenario. Yeah, Anaheim and Columbus flipped. flipped. Right. Nah. All right, let's not try great. it again. Let's, let's end on a high note like we did last night. Let's do it. Give us number one. Oh, Detroit, Detroit again? That's the worst. Hell to the no. Yeah, I, I, no. I, don't, I don't trust Tankathon. No. They, they we don't. need a new site. Is there Lotto Ball? Steven, develop coming? a website where the Hawks always win. What do you think I am back here? Hey, man. You're, you're, you're producer no extraordinaire. Play like a champion. That's all. You've got a lot of free time. That's a ton of pressure. Do I don't it. know. you got a lot of free time. You don't got anything else yeah. to do besides produce us, right? That's right. Nothing going on. <laughs> hey, um, before we wrap up the show, I want to take a minute to uh, remember my friend Lynn Bramer, who passed away this morning. I'm going to try to get through this. Hold on. Okay. Um, Lynn Bramer with an uh, incredibly courageous battle with cancer. Uh, worked his way back to get on the air recently, and um, it was, uh, I think for, I haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't seen him in person maybe only once or twice since I left Odyssey back in March. Um, but, you know, when you hear a guy coming back to work, you start to get hopeful and think, oh, wow, maybe he's turning the corner. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case, and Lynn Bramer passed away today. And let me just say this. Like, there's a few people in the world where they're, in-person persona is just like it is on the air. And Lynn Bramer is that guy. Lynn Bramer is the best of all of us. He is uh, an eternal optimist. He is incredibly happy and positive person. Um, in an industry full of phonies, there is no one more genuine than Lynn Bramer. And I always, you know, it's not like him and I were, were great friends, but we, we were work, work friends and colleagues and stuff, and we would chat from time to time. And the thing about Lynn is when you would go visit him for whatever reason, it was always like a 10, 15-minute conversation, just catching up. He was never shooing you out the door. He was never trying to, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks, kid. Thanks for, you know what I mean? Sometimes you, you get big-timed, especially by people as big and as famous as Lynn Bramer, and that was never the case with him. And I looked up the last email exchange I had with Lynn. I tweeted it out. <laughs> and the subject line is, pizza, I'm buying. Please indicate style and size. That was him. Just in the middle of a day would reach out, I want pizza. Jay likes pizza. He copied Herb on here too. And uh, we got pizza that day. And that's the last time uh, I had an email exchange with Lynn. Um, but just a great guy. All the stories you've heard about him are true. And the thing for me, I always marveled at this. A guy who worked mornings forever, had to be at work at, you know, 3 in the morning, would show up at some show at the Vic, you know, that started at 9.30 and it's some some raggedy-ass band from Cincinnati or something. And be like, all right, let's bring him out, you know, Dan and the Diarrhea <laughs> Gang or whatever. Diarrhea you know? Dan and the Poo Poo Gang. <laughs> there it is. And, and he would just act like the freaking Beatles were on stage. And you'd watch him backstage dancing, having the time of his life. A diehard Cub fan. A wonderful guy. Uh, look, Chicago is is not as strong of a city uh, without Lynn Bramer in it. And, uh, man, if you don't know Lynn's work, uh, I, I would encourage you to watch uh, season one of The Bear um, where he does the intro. I think it's episode seven. The episode begins with Lynn Bramer uh, sort of starting your morning. Uh, just an incredible guy. I am lucky and fortunate to know him and one of the greatest honors of my life. And, uh, and I, I should get a shirt made that says this. Uh, maybe, maybe a CHGO shirt will make it for me. Um, Lynn Bramer told me I had good taste in music. And there's no higher compliment than that. So um, yeah, rest in peace to a wonderful guy. 
And uh, it's just unbelievable. And it's, you know, cancer touches so many people. Uh, my mom is a cancer survivor. My father is a cancer survivor. I have several aunts that have survived cancer. Um, but, man, you, you think, you know, Billy Joel said, only the good die young. And it really feels that way, you know. And uh, there's no one better than Lynn. So rest in peace, Lynn Bramer. I love you, and I'll miss you. And thanks for, thanks for the pizza. <laughs> yeah, I echo. I mean, you had a, a personal relationship with him. I was, I feel like he was one of my good friends just because of the way he was when he was on the air. He talked to you through the through the airwaves, like you were his buddy. And I, I met him a few times over the years at those shows. You always see yep. him. He never. He always had time for a fan to come and say hello, take a picture with. He'd remember you after if he met you more than once or yep. twice. He remember you or at least remembered what show he saw you at. Uh, and I owe Lynn Bramer a lot of uh some of my favorite bands in the world that i listen to this day i heard the first time because of lynn bramer very important i grew up my dad always had xrt on that was his station so i always i mean i've been listening to him as long as i can remember and chicago is uh, a slightly less brighter city yeah without lynn bramer in it your best friend in the whole world that's who he was wasn't so. just a tagline nope Rest in peace, Lynn. We'll miss you forever, man. Thank you for everything. All right. Thanks to Stephen for running the show. Thanks to everybody for being here with us. We appreciate your continued support. We are off tomorrow. We are back Tuesday, post-game. Who's the opponent Tuesday? Oh, that, the circus in Vancouver. Ah, yes. The first game for Rick Tockett. The Rick Tockett era begins. It's going to be a late night. Three three nights of CHGO Blackhawks after dark. Late That's night. Right. Slumber parties. Let's do it. Let's get yep. weird. All right. We'll talk to you Tuesday night late on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thank you.